If you're listening to the car and you're on your way home, we'll be in turn your around because <laughs> we're in your house. We're in your house. Podcast, the podcast where we discuss all things horror. I'm your host, Mike. I'm Pat. I'm Dylan. I'm Jorge. And we're back, listeners, with another week. It is now October, and we're doing an exclusive interview with the director of Slice, Austin Vesley. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming on our show. Of course. Um, so, I mean, I guess like the one question we always ask everyone on our show is going to be what, Patrick? What is your top five scary favorite horror scary movies? <laughs> Man, you know it's 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 interesting. I think my number one is uh, The Shining. It's, okay. it's there we go. Yes, it's quite possibly my favorite movie of all time. So it's it's just automatically up there as far as horror goes. Right. Um, you know, I think uh, I think weirdly, I kind of like stuff that isn't exactly like defined as horror too, like. Um, the movie Dogtooth or like some of those Yorgos Lanthimos movies are kind of like that weird like body horror or like right. you know yeah oh, I'm right. into body horror never heard of that movie before but I'm do- totally into body horror now we're a big uh, especially in body horror we're big fans of that genre in, on this podcast like I yeah, know for, this... I can speak for me and Mike like our favorite uh, is yeah, definitely man, the thing those movies are trippy yeah and then what else is on your list for you there Austin Let's see. Um, you know, I like the classics. Uh, big fan of uh, John Carpenter's. I guess I have to say, just go straight to Halloween. You know, right. original. Um, let's see what else as far as other slashers and so. Yeah, we um, actually just did a whole month of John Carpenter stuff all of September. Just yeah, like eight movies. Yeah, man. I just saw that he was saying that he was looking for, he wants to do a new movie, a new original, and I was like, man, please. I hope so. Yes, please. And let's just hope that it's something that he's passionate about, because when he's not, his movies aren't good. They're not good. <laughs> yeah. So let's just hope that he's into the movie that he's actually going to possibly be making. And I know he yeah, said The Thing 2 is out of the question. I know everyone was asking yeah. for him to do The Thing 2, but he's like, nah, I'm, I'm no, good. There's no need for a sequel. There's no need. No, no, don't don't sully the legacy. Yeah, for real. Um... I think uh, I think Green Room would be way up there on my list nice. too, which is another one that is kind of like a little bit different. But man, that movie—I watched it. It has to be like five times, and it, I'm always on the edge of my seat. I love that movie. Green right. Room's really good. Have you seen his newest film, Hold the Dark, yet on Netflix? I, I have not. Oh, it's on Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah. it just came out to Netflix original, and it's it pretty is wild. Wild. It's pretty wild. Dude, I'm so stoked. I'm, I'm like, that's going to be what I'm doing tonight then. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely worth it. It was super good. Green Room was really, really good. Very, yeah. very visceral movie yeah. for sure. I definitely include yeah. it in, in the genre. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's nasty when you get the people like somebody getting ripped up by a German Shepherd and stuff. It's brutal. Yeah, not uh, uh, me and George, we play in a hardcore band, and the director used to play in, um, used to play in hardcore bands, and uh, he used a lot of like actual like 
lingo and terminology from when he used to tour, like into the experience of him and the band that he put into the movie. So seeing that like small little nuances that people actually do on tour when they're in like a very low paid punk band is very, very cool to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Patrick Stewart, Nazi. <laughs> that's yeah, also right, a bonus. Right, it's right, also man. just like, yeah. what? Captain Picard, the Nazi. Yeah. No, that machete yeah, scene always gets right me. Away. Uh, and then I guess another cool question, man, is another one, especially when we're talking to directors, is like, what actually got you into filmmaking? Because I know you worked on a lot of music videos in your past. So, like, what really wanted made you venture into the uh, more movie aspect of filming? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I guess, you know, feature narratives was always where I was going, or uh, was always where I was hoping to go. Um, but it's been something that I've been into since I was really little. Like the first time I got my hands on a camera when I was like six years old or seven years old, something like that. And it was just like, I don't know, there was just some type of like magic to that to just be able to kind of create something out of nothing. And, and, you know, I was making total garbage. I was six years old, but it was, uh, you know, it was formative. So, um, it was kind of just a hobby throughout, you know, childhood and adolescence. And then, uh, when I got to Chicago, when I finally decided to try film school is when I started making music videos to yeah. sort of, you know, pursue the craft, like in a, in an active way outside of school. So true. And some really good music videos, I must say they're pretty, they're oh, yeah, intense. Sure. They're so they're very, very wild. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, it's been a wild seven or eight years, but those, those were such a fun experience. Cause you're just kind of making like a little experimental film every time. Um, if you wanted to, like, if there was a horror movie you'd want to remake, which one would it be and why? Mm, man, good question. Good question. Uh, you know what? I, I saw that they're rebooting it right now, but I love the child's play movies a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually just watched that the other night and, uh, man, it's a movie. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's, it's serious, dude. And it's like, it's really Chicago too, which is something that I didn't really realize until I moved here. And I like found out that I lived next to like the location, uh, the apartment building that the kid lives in with his mom and the oh, babysitter wow. flies out the window and stuff. And it's it, kind of like, yeah. And it kind of like reactivated my interest in the movies. And so I went back and checked them out and I'm like, man, it would be so fun to make this movie again and really, you know, go Chicago with it again. <laughs> Yeah, I think kind of like a like a horror like style love letter to Chicago, but with the possessed doll. doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I think that'd be kind of sick. Yeah. Well, yeah. man, with a uh, dude, a twenty four. Like in the past, like recent couple years, man, they've been killing it. Like just with everything they've been bringing out. How was it? You know, getting to work with them and uh, backing you on this project. Man, it was a huge honor. You know, I mean, it's it's something that you can never sort of plan for or expect and especially on you know your your first feature um so it was just one of those things where all of the things that needed to line up did and they ended up uh reaching out to us and they were just great people to work with they're like really encouraging about being a new filmmaker and and how you know they sort of want to help those those uh voices along and and they you know really let me make the movie that i wanted to make so it could uh sustain its weirdness you know they're because they're just open to that That's, yeah no the, all their all their movies are like super like yeah. out of nowhere sometimes and i don't know it's working yeah no it's, yeah it's, absolutely it's a cool studio to be working like with too like just all around yeah yeah very very exciting for me uh can you tell our listeners a little bit about your film slice yeah so slice is like a uh 
supernatural horror comedy. It's um, it's kind of like a film noir uh, where it's this like murder mystery where pizza delivery drivers get killed, and it's yeah. in this town where ghosts live among the the living, and they're just like a part of the fabric of the universe. And people start blaming the ghosts for these murders, <laughs> and they're trying to figure it out. And there's a pizza delivery driver going back on the job to solve it, and uh, it's just kind of like a wild, uh, wild little ensemble piece. It, it, it definitely yeah. is. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> wild. Um, and yeah. with that being said, like, how did you come up with the idea for Slice? Like, what were some of the inspirations that really got you to make this type of comedy horror aspect of a movie? Yeah, I think you know what's strange is more more than any particular movie. I was really influenced mm-hmm. by this book, this uh, this novella um, called Civil Warland and Bad Decline by George Saunders. Um, and he's he's my favorite author. He writes a lot of you know short stories and a couple of novels. But um, he did this thing where there's this this story where a guy works at a Civil War theme park and uh, every day he leaves work and there's like this ghost family just like haunting his car and like kicking the tires and he's just like ah oh, the ghosts are out there again. And I thought that was such like a an interesting way to approach the supernatural. You know, is to just sort of like take it for granted and and, and leave it as fabric of the universe. So. When I, you know, I initially had this idea, this little thing about pizza delivery drivers getting murdered and how that could be this sort of nostalgic slasher thing. And then, you know, once I kind of thought about this George Saunders ghost thing, that just it all kind of ballooned from there. Hell yeah, sounds that sounds like an interesting story. I'm gonna have to read that. That it's great, wild. man. Because yeah, and and it's one of those things where like the tone is so strange. It's it's absolutely hilarious but super dark and like kind of moving at times so yeah i definitely recommend it i will put it on my read list currently i'm reading um who goes there which is the short novel that goes to the thing and the original thing uh, it came it comes from another planet or outer space yeah like that. oh very cool very cool any good uh it's it's really good um john campbell is the one who writes it and it's when you read it, it's literally like you're watching the thing um, because everything that unfolds is literally just how it happens in the the book. And it's like 40 pages. It's super short, um, but it, it's, it's really cool to see how like you can really see where C- Kurt Russell fits into a certain character. Like you're like, Oh, I can definitely see Kurt Russell as, this, as that, as in playing M- McReady. Uh, but his name's not McReady in the book. It's something else. Let me borrow that when you're done. It's online right. PDF, bro. <laughs> Send it to me. Everything's <laughs> on the internet now. Yeah, I'm currently rereading uh, Pet Cemetery right now, and that is a pff, super, super good book. For I like, you guys are on brand, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you kind of got to know what you're talking about if you're going to do a podcast. It's true. Yeah. You got to yeah, read. I'd say, I'll say. And then, yeah. um, if you had like two horror comedy movies to kind of like compare Slice to for someone, uh, maybe who haven't hasn't heard of that author, but. You know, they're really up with horror movies and they watch horror comedies all the time. What two could you stack Slice with? Um, I always kind of felt like there was this big inspiration for me from uh, Shaun of the Dead. Like Edgar Wright, I think, just he, he, he tackled that sort of blend of the two genres better than maybe anybody. Um, but then there's also sort of like the 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 smaller indie ones that are um, a little bit maybe even weirder, like John dies at the end or, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, some of those sort of like strange ones, but, uh, but yeah, it's kind of like a mix of those type of things uh, with, you know, maybe a little bit of Roger rabbit in there, you know, so, <laughs> so, 
So oh, when, when like, you put it that way, yeah, you can definitely see it. Yeah, definitely. I can, yeah, I yeah. Can, that's sort of uh, the Toontown, you know, as sort of a facsimile of the ghost town. I could kind of see like I could kind of see Slice being like a movie from like the '90s in a way mm-hmm. because yep. of the color yeah. palette's very bright in it. I could totally see like if Slice was made in the '90s, like Danny Elfman would have scored it or something. <laughs> oh man, and that's I, so funny you say that. I yeah. talked uh, when I was initially coming up with you know what the music would be. I was totally thinking about Danny Elfman a lot like early, <laughs> early on. Well, then there you, know, you go. Great minds think alike, man. What can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh man, well having uh, so many great people on set. You know, working on this movie, I was like, do you have any like story, you know, onset story that just sticks out the most? Man, um, there's one like really crazy day with uh, Paul Shear. He had like a, he, and he's been on the cast before, right? You guys talked. Yeah, to we him? actually yeah, talked to him a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Really great dude. Um, he uh, he had a, like a death in the family um, towards the end of his shooting, and we had to like condense all of like a week's worth of shooting into like one day. And it was this like crazy, crazy day, but it was like super fun. You know, it was like it was a day that Zassi Beats was there and the whole pizza base crew and all that stuff. And we were just like hammering through these scenes and having fun. And, you know, it was kind of like a sad thing, you know, but it was also this sort of like nice uh, working environment thing yeah. where everybody was just being really encouraging and, and willing to get the work done. So that's kind of a day that always stands out to me. That's awesome. I mean, it's sad for the circumstances, but it sounds like yeah. a really cool uh like time to be with everyone hanging out eating pizza and delivering pizza and stuff like that yeah exactly man just hanging out in our little fake pizza shop you know paul brought making some goose paul Paul brought up about how there was always like on the menu in the back of the pizza thing there was always a different slice or something like a cold brew slice or like (laughs) yeah yeah. there'd be something different every time and he told us he got like a really big kick out of it and i was like well that gives me cause to rewatch the movie again, not because I really enjoyed it the first time, which I did. It's just uh, cool to go back and kind of see that what directors pepper in there as far yeah. as like things for people to find yeah. their second or third trip around. That's what really helps the movie yeah. stay like stay on ground for a long time and not just kind of float out into like nothingness. Yeah, man, I'd like to think that there's a lot of that type of stuff in there that was just like a fun decision to make on the day where you could just do something weird and creative, like <laughs> like two, there's these two cops that are just. Uh, like incompetent and they keep showing up throughout the movie but they're not actually characters you know and, yeah and just you know like little stuff like that so that's that's yeah that'll be fun to kind of see what things people come up with over I over th- the span of its life i think big cheese is my favorite character big, big cheese, <laughs> yeah, big oh, cheese, big cheese definitely is my hilarious. favorite character for sure yeah <laughs> that's great i love that dude that dude uh yulon noel he came in and just like blew that out of the water you know i, I never really knew like when I was writing that character, it could have gone so many different ways. Where, yeah. Like, there was this this sort of vision of like the one eyed John Goodman from O Brother World. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> you know, and then like, so you're sort of like evolving it when you're going through the casting process. And then you get someone like Yulon Noel who just adds this completely new take on it that was incredible. Yeah. His, his performance was awesome. I loved Big Cheese when he popped out of the car. I- I almost died. I was like, "No!" <laughs> yeah, you knew he was going to be a standout yeah. character for yeah. sure. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. I do love the yeah. the, the two cops uh, in the film. I think they're freaking hilarious, especially because he keeps telling the one to shut the hell up. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, it was kind of like Big Lebowski style yeah. in a way. Absolutely, just like Walter and Absolutely. Donnie. Yeah, I love I love that kind of banter. Yeah, you said that when we were watching it, and I was yeah. like, I could see it. Hell yeah, yeah, because yeah, we did it the right way, the way you should watch Slice, which is order pizza. Yep. and watch the movie like at midnight yeah, at, at, and at midnight and, yeah. beer. So and like, the beer don't forget the beer there was, was beer. beer yeah 
Yes, perfect. The perfect. best way I to watch all of these things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the things, um, you know, oh. you definitely worked on like multiple projects with Chance. Um, you yeah. know, with Brain Cells and Juice and Angels, uh, just to name a few of the music videos. How was it filming him, if it was any different at all, in a movie rather than a music video? Well, it is different because it's so much like you know when he's when we're doing a music video. There's like my work is so much about just shaping what the um, sort of the visual aspect is, and I don't really have to tell him much because he's such a charismatic performer and so you know sure of who he is as a musician and as an artist like that. So it was cool to sort of you know bring him into my world you know on on this thing where it was sort of now it's it's more strictly my vision and we're going to sort of work through that. But I mean, you know, there was also the aspect too, that just from knowing him when I was writing the character, I was thinking about his voice and his charisma and his sort of like charm and the way to sort of try and bring those things out in his character. So, you know, it was fun to like develop that and, and do something, you know, of a bigger scale than a music video like that together. Yeah. I, I could imagine it was completely crazy. To, I loved him in him playing the, disgraced werewolf that just wants to deliver quality <laughs> Chinese food. I thought that was yeah. like the funniest line. And <laughs> that's great, man. I appreciate that. That's yeah. That's a, that's one of my favorites as well. I just love the moment with the lighting and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so like, what, what was the reasoning? And I, forgive me if I don't remember that he didn't want he, that why he didn't want to be a werewolf. It, he just didn't want to be the typical, stereotypical werewolf that everyone thinks of he wanted to be different correct um yeah yeah there's sort of like i guess there's this idea in the in the sort of deep deep lore of what this town is is that they've sort of been trying to run supernatural beings out of town for a long time and, and with some degree of success you know so werewolves haven't been around but they've been maltreated and and so he'd been accused of, of these crimes before, you know, when he worked at the Chinese place. Mm -hmm. And his intention when he coming back to town was to sort of clear his name. And once that was taken care of, he's like, well, I'm not going to, you know, transform for these people, you know, who have already run me out once. I'm not going to, you know, use my powers for good or evil. I just wanted to live a Chinese food, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Like, like, you, like, you and Chance being from Chicago, does, like, in, does, like the city itself, like, influence the movie at all or i'd say maybe less than chicago it's sort of like maybe the midwest uh, in general i was thinking you know because it's it doesn't take place in what you consider like a city proper like a really urban area it's um it's an older type of city you know like a river town that was based around that sort of industry um so so you know i was thinking about those like middle american towns you know um and how like sort of funny it would be if, if all those boring strip malls you pass by on rural highways, you know, if there was all of a sudden a hell out there, you know, this sort of battle for good and evil. Something that just seems kind of sort of mundane and just kind of out of the way as far as, like, society goes. It's, like, something actually very, very important could be going on there. What, like, kind of, like, yeah. what would happen if that was the case? I can kind of see that. I can, like, Chris, Chris Parnell really played, like, <laughs> The perfect version of a mare. Yeah. Oh man! When he's yeah, painting, when he's it. painting that naked girl, and he's walking to the painting. We all just looked at each other. We went, "Yo, what the fuck, man!" <laughs> like, we loved it. We thought it was so funny. There's um, a lot of like role building in this movie. That's one of my favorite uh, visual gags too. Is when he throws the jacket over it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. But, but there's still here. titties. Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't cover yeah. the titties. Uh, Who has that painting? <laughs> 
Does anybody, did anybody keep it? Oh, I've got it. Yeah. I've got <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's the important questions. Is the painting <laughs> yeah. still around? Just take a picture of it and tweet it at us. Another thing that we brought up with uh, Paul's uh, interview was, you know, since his, he plays Jack, uh, pizza shop owner, if pineapple goes on pizza and he brought up, you know, big pizza and like, they're pushing you and telling you what you can't put on pizza and what you can, things like that. <laughs> in in your own words, does pineapple go on pizza and should the people be on the lookout for big pizza? Yeah, Paul made me question Ooh. using the Domino's Papa John's app because that, <laughs> never, ever since Paul enlightened me to the existence of big pizza, I haven't trusted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm afraid to speak out on the, cl- the yeah. conglomerate, the monopoly. You know? <laughs> I never thought uh, I'd say this, but Paul Shear made me woke on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> never, that's not a sentence I ever thought I'd say. I guess I have you to yeah, thank for it, so thanks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't judge people for putting it on there, but it's not for me. It's not for me. Hell yeah. It's not for me either. It's okay. Nope, it's totally for me. for me. I'm not afraid yeah. to say it. Yeah. I am proud of the pineapple on the pizza. Yeah, I can. I can. Go for it, dude. You know what I've been thinking about lately is most of the time when there's a pizza that has buffalo sauce on it, it's always got chicken on there. And I'm like, I don't necessarily need chicken on here. I just love the sauce, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do hot sauce on pizza regardless. Well, yeah. dude, <laughs> the money thing is like yeah. not so much the pineapple and ham, but like pineapple jalapeno where you get that sweet and spicy. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the go to combination. Yeah. Okay. It's all. Okay, it's all. It's all about yeah. big pizza is targeted at us. <laughs> they're they're gonna come after all of us. I'm gonna end up like the Alex Jones of big pizza. You know, <laughs> just hunkered down in my room, just like that's what they want you to think. Like the, pizza's, the pizza's making the frogs gay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Pineapples are trying to make your kids sweeter so that they're gayer. It's facts. It's facts. Like, millennials and their pineapples, just like you know, it's so funny. It's so effortless for me to sound like Alex Jones, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> You could probably do it all day too. I could. I really could. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's not a it's not a resume skill. No, it's not. No. It's something you you bury deep deep in the depths of your But it just comes soul. out. It's something you bring up when you're drunk at a party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Austin, so you uh you directed, wrote and starred in this movie? Was it a bit challenging for you to, you know, tackle all three? Yeah, it was. Um it was like it, it was. It was nice that at least I had uh, sort of a while with the script, so that when it came to, to you know, like actually being on set, I knew all of those pages so well because they came from my mind. So that kind of helped with the directing stuff. But mm-hmm. man, the acting thing—I totally underestimated, <laughs> like that that was going to be such a difficult balance, you know, because you've got this amazing actress in Zassi Beats there, and it's like. You know, I had thought, you know, long, long ago, like, okay, I want to be the guy who dies at the beginning. But then I kind of <laughs> forget that, oh, well, I also have to play this scene with a really great actress now and uh, and try and balance, you know, being able to give her direction. So it was great. I had my one of my really good friends and longtime collaborators, Elijah Alvarado, on set to sort of, like, help guide me on those days when I was in front of the lens. Because, yeah, it was, uh, it was baffling. I don't know how those guys who, like, do that a lot like Ben Affleck or whatever I don't know how they do yeah. that shit. John Carpenter does that a couple of times yeah. he writes directs and stars in his stuff I, I, I you know right true yeah. I feel like if you do like, the more you do it the more you'll get more comfortable with it yeah. can you imagine Ben Affleck in the bat suit directing though <laughs> <laughs> That's why that that's be, exactly all I was thinking when they announced that he was directing the movie, but now he's not. But like I was like yeah. him in the suit and just being like cut pointing at things <laughs> cut <laughs> That would be the most amazing behind-the-scenes footage. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. yeah, it definitely would. 
Um, so there's a lot of world building in this movie, and I was just wondering if you were thinking about either with a sequel or a spinoff, like, are you, do you want to revisit this world? Yeah, you know, I, when I was first developing it, I, it was a short film initially, and then right. I was expanding it, and I had started writing it as a pilot, and I think that's sort of why there are so many threads and narratives in such, like, a big world, is because I, I was thinking about the possibility of expanding it, so, you know, there's, there's always that sort of hope that maybe it would sort of find another life in a, in a TV series or something like that. I'm not sure about a sequel, but um, but yeah, there's so much, man. I mean, you can do a prequel with all the other yeah. Dax, the, the werewolf stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, There's a lot of delivery uh, drivers out there. <laughs> it's totally, yeah, it's totally actually, yeah, it has the vibe of like what could be like a killer TV show for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and I've uh, I've actually even written like a backstory for the Big Cheese, you know. Oh, so, yes, no. there it is. There's there a, it there's is. There's a world. There's a world where that stuff could exist. <laughs> that would be very fun. I want to live in that world. Yeah, me too. <laughs> if A twenty four is listening, that. please yeah, make it this one, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make a. This is how you make a universe. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. We we talked about that a little bit. The the slice slice of verse or pizza the verse slice of verse. <laughs> That'd be yeah, sick. Cool. Yes. Yeah. It's like, in just like Scooby-Doo, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. All Everything. Yeah. Everything. Um, I guess there's another weird thing that happens. We usually ask people if they have a question for us. Some Last week, someone flipped us and asked us what our favorite movies were. You have anything in the in the back of your head that you want to ask us right on the spot, make us think real hard for it? Man, um, let's see. What a... Yeah, I guess maybe like what... In the past, like, uh, maybe year. What's your favorite horror movie the past year or so? Okay. Uh, right now? Yeah. That's pretty easy. If I can think of that's, yeah. that's pretty All right, let's go. Me. Dylan oh. first. I'm going to say Hereditary. Hereditary? Right. Nice, nice. J- Pat? Mandy. Mandy? Um, have you, oh. Have yeah. you seen Mandy yet? I haven't seen it. I need oh. to. Oh, yes. my gosh. I was actually about to say the same thing, too, but right now Mandy, I think, is on the top of that list for me. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm going to throw a curveball, and I watched something recently a couple nights ago called Summer of 84, and that was a really good movie. Um, oh. Uh, think about, like, Disturbia, but in the 80s, but with a group of kids, so, like, maybe, like, Goonies-esque vibe to totally. it. Um, really good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it, so that's going to be my favorite right now. I have not heard about that. Uh, me and the wife, were, we saw the thumbnail, and she goes, that one. And <laughs> just because the thumbnail picture is so great, it just pulled us to it. So we watched it, and it was it was a really good watch. I suggest everyone watch that movie. My wife. What's it it, what platform is it on? Uh, I watched it on uh, my PlayStation, so it's on, it's on VOD out cool, there. Cool. So it's probably on it's on Xbox. I've been meaning Amazon. to watch The Endless. Have you seen anything for that? I've heard people talk about it, but I have not watched it yet. Yeah, all about like UFO cults yeah. and stuff, but like they the people might they might actually be onto something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about, but that sounds nuts and I <laughs> I love UFO cults. Yes. Cults yeah, in general interest yeah. me, but like <laughs> that especially like what people think will come to earth to save them is just mind-blowing. Flying spaghetti monsters. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, man. I'm into that. That sounds good. Who here's watched Maniac yet? No, not me. I've watched a little bit of it. Maniac okay. is insane. Yes. Yeah, I heard great things. Um I'm a huge Carrie Fukunaga fan. I'm very excited for that. Oh Hell dude. Yeah. It's it's like it's like the future that like nineteen seventies alien and like nineteen eighty Blade Runner playing for us. It's like and like such a Damn. future to where it's like still very reachable and, and like as oh, far wow. as where the technology is, but it's also like a commentary on current versions of like where people think the future's going with like 
ad-based services and things like that and how it's integrated into your life and just like but it's got the very like Whalen yutani alien style computers like yeah. very like barbaric looking things that's technology yeah. oh well, each time yeah. they go into rooms like a different time this is crazy yeah well, it's, 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 it's you it's weird but it's, it's good. Yeah, I, I know people who have watched the whole series three times over. Well, yeah. I was putting it off, but uh, after yeah. that, I might have to actually start it. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I've got a whole list now. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah, man, we'll set you up. Um, but, Austin, <laughs> uh, we're so glad you guys you took the time to talk to us about your movie Slice. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, when we heard the announce that it was dropped on VOD platform, we were like immediately after our show, we got together and watched it. And we laughed. Probably the entire time. Yeah, I don't want to say oh, that yeah. we were laughing the oh, entire yeah. time. It, it was a good time. <laughs> it was a great that's time. Amazing man, I um, really appreciate that, and that's the highest compliment I can get. Is that it was just a good time, man. Well, yeah, Definitely. it's totally deserved, man. And like I said, thank you for coming on our show and talking to us. And we look forward to seeing your future products and maybe uh, you know uh, some more world build- building, and we'll see some more delivery drivers get attacked. Yeah, the big yeah, cheese. man. I hope to. Uh, I hope to. I hope to fulfill that wish, that dream for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you right, have a good day. And, uh, yeah, you too. Thanks, guys. Later. All right, guys. That's been another exclusive interview over here on the Horror Junkies podcast. Stay tuned for this week when we discuss Salem's Lot and Salem's Lot Return. Uh, stay weird.